Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening to this in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud with CTO of Global Industry Solutions and Alliances, Lee Howard of NetApp. Welcome, Lee. Hey, thank you very much, Jake. I cannot tell you how excited I am to be a part of the show and have a little conversation on cloud today. So before we jump into data fabric in a multi-cloud world, Lee, can you tell us a little bit about your history and NetApp's history? Yeah, absolutely. So NetApp, this last summer, we just celebrated 25 years in the market. And if you have watched the S&P 500 and the kind of turnover that's been out there, 25 years is something that we are very proud to be able to tout and be a part of. We started in the filer realm with a very disruptive technology focusing on NAS, and we've evolved that, trying to keep that same disruptive pattern in the industry. And we've moved on to all kinds of storage hardware and software solutions to help enable what we view as the lifeblood of everybody's businesses out there, their data to thrive and be something that's an innovation platform as opposed to a cost center. I come to NetApp from bouncing around the industry a little bit. I've done some bag carrying uh, as a sales engineer and solution architect for a while, helped to set up a competitor's low latency practice where we focused on capital markets. So this is where really Intel became very near and dear to my heart. Opportunistic self-refresh, how quickly you guys were able to get patches out for that really saved our lives. I think that's where I really started cutting my teeth technically and then came over to NetApp. And we've been focusing on bringing together not just our technology, but those across the entire ecosystem. And how can we package this in the most consumable format? What I get to do on my day-to-day, I get to meet a lot of very interesting people, learn about some interesting technologies, and bore the snot out of my family whenever I talk about them over the dinner table at night. Well, good. Then you're perfect for our audience, because I'm not sure that my family's ever listened to one of my podcasts. I'm just glad there's a group of people who care much about technology as I do. So let's talk about about NetApp focusing more on data management rather than storage? NetApp's always had a focus on data management, but you've really turned the corner here. Yeah, I think if you look across our innovation schedule the last three years, we really saw a shifting in the sands out there that it's not just about being able to house the data, but with everybody getting so geographically disparate, the world shrinking and everybody spreading out simultaneously, we needed to find a way to create a very cohesive environment so that you're able to have access securely to your data and be able to have that operate in a very predictable fashion where data was that common thread that spread across all the different ways that you could be successful administering an environment. And IT is no longer segmented. It is a tough, tough gig because so much of the survivability of your company is tied to it. This is now a tool for us to garner insights about how our firms act and behave, how we interface with end users and customers out there. And so NetApp came up with a vision to really be able to focus in on data management and started shifting how we were building out. Um, the I think Cluster Data on Tap is a fantastic example of how we've shifted focus. And we wanted to create an environment that is agile enough to respond to what the demands for 
new analytics packages are going to look like, but then also be able to be adaptable to the changing operating environment, you know, be it regulation, be it the way tax laws are shifting. We want to be able to make sure that whoever out there is having to manage those environments is doing so with confidence and in a way that has that same look, smell, and feel that they've enjoyed from NetApp all these years. Talk a little bit about data resiliency in the cloud and how data management isn't just about shifting NetApp. It's really about shifting the collaboration of the cloud. Yeah, absolutely. Any enterprise workload that's out there, cloud is not, this is where we just need some spillover storage. This is a business key people really need to be taking a long, hard look at and see if it's something that fits whatever type of SLA they're trying to do in their environments or what their desired end goals are going to be. And from a resiliency standpoint, you want to be able to send something up and it be able to be accessed in you know a timely fashion and be able to be resilient in the way that you've expected to have from our on-premise environment. You know, if you subscribe to a bimodal model out there that a lot of the industry analysts have proposed out there, you know, mode one applications were expecting infinite bandwidth. They were expecting infinite CPU cycles. They were expecting infinite IOPS, and everybody was having to scramble to make those applications function. Well, that becomes very difficult at distance. And so as we start moving into cloud architectures and being able to extend that capability of what we've enjoyed on-prem, because I think a lot of us have mastered that, throwing in this new region with new SLAs and benefits, but also new pain points, being able to make sure that data sovereignty, I think, is one of the biggest issues a lot of people don't realize is going to be a problem. You know, the the cloud is not this panacea. You know, how highly responsive is it? And so that's where we have really been working to be able to guarantee business continuity with zero downtime and no data loss. We really want to be able to make sure that the environment that you've come to expect with these mode one applications you can still have that same look, smell, and feel out in the cloud. And then as we start mixing in these Mode 2 applications that are a little bit more intuitive and understand that there's a limited set of resources and they want to operate at that highest level SLA, we want to be able to make sure that we're shoveling up as much resources that it's an intuitive environment, one that recognizes that you have to have certain strata of performance tiers in order to be successful going forward. And so... A key consideration for us is still keeping yesterday's tenants and today's tenants of what made everybody successful, but then keeping an eye on what we need to be able to enable for tomorrow. What are some of the major missteps and barriers that you see customers taking in their transition to the cloud? There's no free lunches in the cloud. There's always going to be storage costs. There's data repatriation costs. The ease of use and the convenience that you can get can sometimes come in on the back end and really wreck the economics. You know, every marketer out there for the last, you know, seven years has been saying, you know, we have to do more with less. And anytime somebody hears that, you see that generic eye roll. Uh, But it's absolutely true. More is being asked of IT environments today than ever before because it's touching so much of the business. And so as we start looking at these workloads of convenience to move up there and and shift from that kind of early surge into the cloud into where this becomes a true tool for us out there. There's complexity in management. You know, uh, how many different API instances for an application am I having to manage if I get locked in to a specific cloud out there? You know, what kind of cycles from a human capital standpoint do we have to invest 
in order to make that data truly portable and, and, and go back and forth. And then, you know, the same way we saw with virtualization, you know, you had kind of two camps that said virtualization is going to take over the world and other ones that said, well, the sky's falling and we're scared that nobody's ever going to buy a server again. Those kind of same concerns come up with, with cloud and that we have a lot of cloud sprawl and cloud waste. And so at NetApp, we kind of looked at those pain points and is how can we alleviate that pain? How can we give not just storage efficiencies, but quality of life improvements for those administrators so that they can look at our cloud control center to be able to know exactly how we are interfacing on-prem, how we're interfacing in the cloud, and instead of it being two separate areas, it's an extension of your on-prem environment. Obviously, we work very closely together, but tell our listeners about the work that NetApp and Intel are doing together to help enterprise ITs overcome current challenges. No, absolutely. Intel, you say that name and you know everybody immediately goes to the processors. And so we see from SSE to AVX instruction sets that you guys are able to develop that we can then take and be able to help with faster acceleration on compute for HPC workloads, for low latency workloads that are out there, but it's so much more than just the processors. Intel SSDs, you know, ONTAP Select, which is our software-defined storage solution, we're doing full Intel stacks with some of our channel partners out there to be able to host that on the environments. The predictable performance that you get across that, add in the Ethernet adapters across the board, and you start to see the componentry that on its own delivers some amount of innovation. But whenever we look across this and bring this in as an end-to-end ecosystem, you add in partners like VMware, you add in partners like Red Hat, and we start designing solutions. You know, I liken it, the analogy I always use, you've got folks out there that want to sell you a drill bit, and they'll tell you how awesome that drill bit is. We want to give you that half-inch hole on the wall that you need where we've incorporated everything in together so that that's less decision fatigue on an end user and gets them to a quicker schedule of innovation as quickly as possible. I love that. A quicker schedule of innovation. Isn't that where our customers all want to be, living in innovation? Hey, Lee, you know, we're wrapping up our call today, and what I'd like you to do is just let us know how our listeners can learn more about the NetApp and Intel relationship. Well, if you're really wanting to look a little bit deeper dive, and maybe you've been successful in your on-prem and you're looking to extend out to the cloud, cloud cloud.netapp.com has some really fantastic use case focus ways that NetApp can help you grow. Um, If you're a little bit more advanced of a user out there, netapp.io is where you would go to find the pub. And this is a great way to learn how to take advantage of API integration into NetApp projects. And you can always reach out to me on Twitter. Again, I'm from Austin, Texas, so keep Austin weird. I'm at Keep How Weird, and this is Lee Howard. So I really do appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Lee, well, on behalf of Intel and our production team who do such an outstanding job, I want to thank you for joining us today. This has been Jake Smith, along with CTO of Global Industry and Solutions, Lee Howard of NetApp. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This has been Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud. I am your host, Jake Smith. Thank you, and have a great day. We'll